I'm so excited. I can barely contain it, <laughs> which is exciting and embarrassing on my behalf. Um, but I would say like, I am a stan of Pod and Prejudice and Austin <laughs> is listening to it for the first time soon. And so we are thrilled today to have Becca and Molly on the show. Hi, how are you? <laughs> oh, we're so good. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, it's so exciting to hear you say that you're a stan. We like are still weirded out that people are like fans of us because we're like we're dorks. Oh, we're such making dorks. a podcast in our like no. like in my bedroom. <laughs> Legends. We are so excited to have you on. Um, dorks just... flock together. Don't worry. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we were thrilled to have you on. Um, Austin recently read Pride and Prejudice for the first time. So we were like, who better to talk to? <laughs> but yeah. About the joys of Jane Austen's most famous and prolific work. Absolutely. Yeah. I am less knowledgeable on Jane Austen, but Sophia is slowly educating me on her. <laughs> I am not as educated as this podcast. I have been listening since like the, the first wave of our pandemic, which feels like five million years ago and two mm -hmm. seconds ago at the same time. Um, but it's just amazing. Like, I kind of wanted to talk to you guys firstly, like what kind of made you start the show? Like, did you kind of like spitball it or were you just like, no, this is it? <laughs> well, yeah, first we, we knew we wanted to make a podcast together because both of us were kind of feeling like we were both in a place where we needed a creative outlet, uh, for different reasons. I was in grad school and right not for artistic related things and felt mm -hmm. mm, that itch is coming. I need to do something creative and something yeah. performative. And Molly was a recent New York transplant. Yeah, I was acting and I was like doing that audition mm. life and I was working in theater management and kind of just feeling like I wanted to be making something. Mm -hmm. And so we knew we wanted to make a podcast because we were both like listening to podcasts and talking about them. And we were actually going to make a Harry Potter podcast. Yes, the original Pod and Prejudice was actually going to be a drunk Harry Potter podcast what? called Floor. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> It was going to be called Flourish and Sloshed. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah. So that was the concept. And we were like going through all of these, we're like, maybe it should be like this. And we were like making up drinking games to go with it. But there are already so many podcasts like that and like doing that. So we thought, mm, let's let something arise naturally and it just kind of came up in conversation that I had never read any Jane Austen and Becca was like Molly you've never read any Jane Austen and I was like wait Becca that's the podcast and <laughs> we ran from there and the weird thing about not only have you not read Jane Austen but she yeah. she didn't know how any of the books went or ended so Whoa. that is a rarity it's kind yeah. of like not knowing how like the great Gatsby ends or something. Yeah, yeah I live under a rock. <laughs> <laughs> I remember listening and there was a part where you had mentioned like you have to put on your Instagram story like your friends can't tell you any spoilers about like certain things. And I just related to that so hard as someone who joins things later. I was like, this is the perfect show. <laughs> like, it's yeah, so good. It's it's hard to avoid spoilers, obviously, for something yeah. that came out 200 years ago. Yes. But like somehow when I'm not actively involved in like a piece of culture, the spoilers just go over my head. Yes. It's just, I manage that with like Ted Lasso and like all sorts of things that we've been watching and doing. Yeah, I know one spoiler for Ted Lasso, but we haven't gotten to it yet. Oh. And I don't know the context for it. Oh, yeah, it's so hard. Love to be your guys' next next podcast, the Ted La Ted Lasso podcast. 
<laughs> we were actually joking the other day about doing like a Parks and Rec con- uh, podcast. I would <laughs> because love. Because I'm. <laughs> it just. Yeah. <laughs> this is so exciting and so dangerous as a fan because every time you say you want to start something, I'm like, I would watch it. <laughs> I would listen to yeah. it. Let's go. <laughs> so great. Yeah. So I guess like just other than that, like you guys are friends in real life, obviously. How did you meet? Ooh, I actually was telling the story to Molly of how we met recently because she didn't remember it. <laughs> yeah, the short story. We do that, that as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. How did you guys meet? We met in school. We remember it differently, which is usually how best friendship meet cutes go. So Aww. you know. I well, think we had a couple we, classes together, and then we did. I think Sophia introduced herself. He's like, "Hey, I'm Sophia. I'm in this class, in this class, in this class." Yeah. And I was super antisocial. I think Sophia <laughs> thought I was being more aloof. But I was like, hey, Austin, we have five classes together. We should be friends. And Austin was like, yeah, okay, I'll see you around. <laughs> Fast forward through time and here you are doing a podcast. Here we are. Can't escape people. Uh, <laughs> so Molly and I also met in school. I was a junior when Molly was a freshman and we were at a party. I had just gotten back from studying abroad and Molly had done her freshman first semester without me there and had apparently heard from some of my friends that we would be friends. And she was a little drunk at this party and walked up to me and was like, hey, you're Becca. I've heard so much about you. And I was like, oh my God, am I famous? (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, There's nothing Yeah, and then... Yeah, and then we um we were in some shows together. We were actually in several shows together. My freshman year, we were in someone's senior project together where we, we played two of the seven deadly sins, maybe, or something like Very that. Very high mm. concept stuff. Yeah. Um, I think it was the seven sacraments. Sacraments. Yeah. I don't know anything about the Bible. <laughs> uh, we're both Jewish, so the two of us were like, okay, Catholicism, let's, let's try that out. Do it. Um, <laughs> but then we were in a show about the odyssey and then also mm-hmm. an adaptation of the seagull by Chekhov. that was where we really became friends because mm-hmm. that that cast was very um tight-knit so we nice. were playing arkadna and nina yes and then we did shakespeare over the summer oh yeah together. and, and yes. we lived together that summer yes we did that's amazing. oh that's so Sophie and i are big shakespeare people so we really appreciate that yeah that's really oh my fun. gosh favorite yes. place we love it austin after hey. you favorite place oh that's a tough one <laughs> We're going to be here for 10 minutes while we decide now. We're going to, to like <laughs> rank everything. I don't know. I right, either choose between Macbeth, Julius Caesar, and or Richard III. So Sophia knows how much I like Richard III. Yes. Richard III is my favorite. Really? Oh, <laughs> yes. yes. Austin reads everything Richard III. Every historical fiction that's ever been published is on his shelf. I firmly believe it. Um, but yeah, I, love I think that. the last two years of my undergrad is just entirely telling Sophia things about Richard III. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I once um, briefly in a scene played Elizabeth in Richard III and I was very Ooh. excited. <laughs> That's so okay, cool. Oh, yeah. nice. That's awesome. Yeah, so amazing. I don't know. I'm an Antony and Cleopatra fan myself. Um, oh. Anything like that, I'm into. <laughs> so lots of good options. But um, yeah, we've been taking turns going through those, but also Austin signed up to read Pride and Prejudice when I asked him to. So we're very thrilled to be talking about it. <laughs> oh my gosh, congrats. It was quite the experience. Your... Oh yeah. 
It was so good. We have like this one exchange where Austin sent in like this text and he was like, all the memes that we post on our story are making sense to me. It's all coming together about the potatoes and Collins. And I was like, it's all here. <laughs> it's all happening. <laughs> yes. It, it, so it took great. me a couple goes to get into it, but I eventually, I liked it by the end. It's so much fun. I have to ask, like, how do you guys, we've already touched on spoilers, but keeping a straight face when you know things are coming how was that? Like, I I was re-listening to some of the episodes and I got to the episode, this is a spoiler podcast, we're going to talk about things just as a heads up to listeners, <laughs> but we got to the um, episode where you finally realize who Wickham was and it was like, there was this whole realization of like, oh, are you team like defame Wickham or like, you know, defend Darcy and like having that whole realization, was it like so intense? There is nothing more satisfying when, <laughs> than when Molly makes it to a point in the book where I've been like holding back, trying to yes. not spoil things for her. Actually, with Pride and Prejudice, it was fun and easy for some reason because there are fewer yeah. plot twists, I would say. We're reading Sense and Sensibility now right. and there's just so much that happens in certain like characters' backstories yeah. that when Molly like says something, she sometimes puts an outlandish prediction out there and she's like, I don't know. I don't know if that's right or not. And I'm like, oh God, she predicted the whole thing. <laughs> that's tough. He's like, got to play like you don't know if he's right or wrong too. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a good thing you're both like in acting because like, I don't know if I could keep a straight face. Like that's really tough. Yeah, I was impressed with Becca for Pride and Prejudice because I really, I think I, I really felt like I had it all figured out when yeah. we were reading and I absolutely did not. Um, I'm also really proud of our listeners for not spoiling yeah. me on yes. Um That was a big, a big reveal. Oh yeah. And I, I think it's, it's one of those things when I was younger, I was good at the, like the graveyard game in theater classes where you have to try to make people laugh. I was always good at knowing if I can't laugh right now, I'm just going to clench down and not <laughs> do it. Yeah. Um, so I'm good at just kind of keeping the neutral face. And I have like a plead the fifth line on the podcast. I will neither confirm nor deny. And <laughs> if I really like, feel like if I say anything, I will spoil one way or another. I just use that line and move on. <laughs> Oh, that's so smart. I'm like, yeah, I I was just on pins and needles waiting for that realization to come like the whole like every show I was like, Oh my god, like, I can't (laughs) wait. And it was so fun to listen to because I just, you know, I think you guys really have a unique sense of like, when you break it down, I'm just so into it. Like you're the cool friends I've always wanted to talk to about (laughs) stuff like this. And it's just you both did the exact same face at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) I can't I'm like, I'm fangirling too hard. But it's just so thrilling. Like the chemistry is amazing. Like just the way you break down, even like the Bennett sisters, like things that I never would have considered. I've just really enjoyed listening to it. So, you know, it's been really nice to have like that fresh take on it because I love when people read your favorite book for the first time and they have a completely different perspective. So it's been amazing. And like, you know, I was just telling Austin about this. Like, I think there's something about Jane Austen that really brings people in and like, again, like you said, like 200 years old, still relatable concepts, like, you know, Mrs. Bennett in particular, I think mimics a lot of relatives we all have. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's just been like really great to listen to. So, you know, it's so fun. And like, are you guys going to do every book? Like, do you think? 
That's the Thanks. current plan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've been um, talking about, so we've mapped it out and at the rate that we're currently going, yeah. it's going to take many years. Yes. So yes. We've, we've got a long, <laughs> a long-term business plan um, for that. And the Parks and Rec spinoff series won't be coming until much, much further down the line. By the time we get there, we're going to be like in our forties. Like yeah. perfect. <laughs> We just we we just started the second podcast talking about the X Files. Oh yes, we did actually. Like, yes. Where like Sophia's seen all the way through, and I'm a newcomer to it, but we oh, planned yeah. out. I thought it would be like eight to ten episodes per season. Like so, it's we'll be done this in like a year. And <laughs> I think we we planned it as probably going to take like what five years to get through them all. And I'm glad that we watch it after because I'm not like Becca. I do not have a good like graveyard face. Like I'm like, do you think that this means something? <laughs> is there a red herring I don't know um but yeah that's so great like I think too like this is the best thing for people who are non-committal for book clubs because you get to go at your own pace and kind of match the reading that you guys get through and it's just such a great idea like it's amazing um and like yeah I just like I kind of wanted to ask too like are you liking everything you read? Like, do you feel like there's ever like a Jane Austen novel you're going to get to where like one of you doesn't like it? Would you do it anyway? Like, would you do like a hate read? I don't know. <laughs> oh, absolutely. A hate read would be so fun. We actually had a, a guest on the on the pod for the 2005 oh, yes, who hated the 2005 oh, Pride yeah. and Prejudice. Um, and that was uh, fantastic because our first guest who we had on for 2005, they are a huge 2005 movie stan, wow. but it's a controversial movie in the Jane Austen fan base. I personally right. really like it. I think Molly landed on the side of liking it, mm-hmm. right. but you, when you're capturing sort of like the content related to Jane Austen, I think it's okay to accept that not all of it's great. I have some very specific thoughts about one adaptation in particular for a book we haven't read yet. Okay. Uh, I'm excited. <laughs> I, I think it's, uh, it's, it can be fun to listen to people hate read or listen to something too. That being said, I, I think so far Molly's liked all the work we've read. I've liked, yeah. I mean, obviously I've only read Pride and Prejudice and like most of Sense and Sensibility. Um, we're, we're almost done with Sense and Sensibility. And honestly, I mean, I'm liking Sense and Sensibility more than I like Pride and Prejudice to be completely honest. Oh, that's um, yeah, but I really liked them both. They're fun. I mean, obviously they're, it's the thing that I think a lot of people, think about Jane Austen going into it and like I mean we're all Shakespeare nerds here so this isn't really a problem for us but like the language is a little old-fashioned like I'm always surprised when it doesn't sound old-fashioned because it mostly does um and I think that that makes it hard to read like for me it's slow and so it takes me a long time to get through the chapters I have to read them each twice to like make sure I understand what's going on and I think that that is like a deterrent for a lot of people. And if I was reading it on my own, it would probably be a deterrent for me too. too. Um, and, but I think that the fact that we're doing a podcast about it and the fact that, mm, I mean, my goal going into making this podcast is honestly to make it accessible to people who might be intimidated by that sort of thing. Like yeah. I sometimes am, um, but like, 
So I, I go in, I'm like, oh, this word that I, I don't understand means this thing and like trying to make it accessible. And I think that makes it more enjoyable for me reading it. So yeah, I've really liked all of the books. I would also say that Molly's deep read that she's doing right now is not just beneficial to the fans. It's also beneficial to me because I've read these books, but I don't remember everything that happens at every single point in every book. Yeah. And so reading it with Molly, she points out stuff that I miss yeah. a lot. So I have a much deeper understanding of Pride and Prejudice than I did like for the last <laughs> few times I read it because, you know, Molly's getting in there and seeing stuff I didn't see. I'm so proud of myself because like, you never know what's going to be important. Yes. So like this guy at the, they're at the jewelry shop and there's a man who looks kind of like he's looking at them weird. And I'm like, that person has to be important. And, and no spoilers for Sense of Sensibility, but he is. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's so good. I think too, like, that's why I feel like I've recommended it to so many people who either feel too intimidated or like too like you know they don't want to feel like they're doing school reading like it's it's something that should be enjoyable and it's such like a cultural touchstone that they're like oh like I saw Kira Knightley I get it I'm like no you would really like it if you just gave it a shot and like I think you know as soon as I kind of turned on your show and you guys were talking about Daddy Bennett I was like this is exactly what I was looking for (laughs) like this is what I wanted and I was like I am here for it I've recommended it to so many people who have always wanted to get into classics and just kind of felt like, you know, it's hard to dive right in. There's so much language and it's like, you don't want to feel like you have like a dictionary beside you every like time you're going into it. So this has just been such a helpful thing to kind of revisit it and enjoy it. It's so enjoyable to kind of read it and then like listen to you guys break it all down. Like it's so much fun. Um, So it's just been great. Like half of this podcast is just going to be me gushing about it. So I just want to like, put that disclaimer in before we uh, get too into it. Um, you guys do the books in physical form or like audiobooks? Um, I read them. You read them on your um, Kindle. Nice. I have right? the complete works of Jane Austen on my Kindle. Okay. Fun fact for people, it's amazing because it's very cheap and nice. it's searchable and organized very easily so I can just click to whichever chapters were on at that Mm -hmm. point in time and I read it uh physical book so that I can like scribble in the margins and and write yeah so good yeah that's great um and then my other question too like one thing I was wondering about so you guys have a hugely successful Instagram you post the best memes (laughs) like it's so much fun um I wanted to ask like what has your kind of experience been with like J-Night culture like do you feel like it's been pretty like fun to dive into like I don't know what are you thinking about it it's been a journey um when we started the Instagram um it was I didn't know anything so I couldn't make any memes so I would like, and I run the Instagram account. So I would have Becca send me memes that existed already and be like, this is safe for you to look at. Like you can repost this meme. And that's how it started. But once I got deeper in, I was able to like make my own memes. And also like, we do a lot of meme creation in our group chat. Um, So it'll be like, I'll send a a screen cap of something and be like, this is something. And then Becca will be like, how about this title? And Graham will be like, change it to this format. And like, we like do this whole, like, we got a meme creation group chat going, um, <laughs> which if people want to become a patron, you can see screenshots of our group chat on patreon.com slash bottom prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think it's been hard because like we can't, 
like, I mean, you can, but I can't look at just general Jane Austen memes. Like I have to filter that out. And so like, I can't just spend time scrolling on that page. And also we can't follow a lot of accounts because I've gotten spoilers before. I also think that the fact that you have to make your memes incrementally with where you are in the books means that the memes you make are a little bit more like out there and original in some cases not saying that other meme pages aren't original there are no. so many awesome jane austen meme pages out there and jane knights in the culture but there's like moments in the book people don't pick up on as quite as iconic mm-hmm. that are made into memes on our page yeah. because molly's like hey we read these chapters this week like yeah. last week spoilers for sense and sensibility but um are we okay to say spoilers? Yes, this is a safe space for spoilers. (laughs) Plug my ears. (laughs) (laughs) We recently got to the place where uh, it was revealed that Lucy Steele and Edward Ferrers are engaged. Right. And then (laughs) Edward gets disowned by his family. And uh, (laughs) we had to make a meme for that because that, you know, that's what happens in the chapters, but there are not a lot of memes for that moment, but we, we came up with a really fun one. And that's the sort of thing that, uh, that creates more meme content than most. I will say this though, the pride and prejudice memes are like shared around the internet so much more than the sensibility. (laughs) That's very true. Like we've learned that there's kind of a hierarchy of like what Jane Austen books will actually warrant the the best response from people. And honestly, like, memes about the 2005 Pride and Prejudice will always get the most likes. Always. Oh, yeah. I had no idea there was such a deep rabbit hole of Jane Austen memes before, like, starting, before Sophie and I started our our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. It's amazing. I think, like, you know, I was really lucky in school to have friends who were really into it as well. But, like, to see it online, that's a completely different ball game. Like, all the creative things that are out there have just been like so amazing to interact with like you know and it's 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 so true though like the 2005 really does pop up on the feed like all the time it's great <laughs> it's like the hand flex the excellent the boiled flex. potatoes yes. yeah, yeah just I married each it. other again yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's that, the, the 2005 pride and prejudice is really the one that's most in like our generation's right. zeitgeist like that's the that's oh, yeah. a formative part of a lot of people's teenage years I think um so that creates the and it's also the prettiest so like there's a lot of memes out there about it and like it it has its own hashtag pride and prejudice 2005 um so that's like always going to be the one but I think that like in general like the Knight community online is a very welcoming one and we always say that like in terms of podcasts that talk about um items of pop culture in depth uh our fandom is the so wholesome so wholesome (laughs) well we'll get emails like if we get criticism on the podcast it's always hedged it's like hi guys want you to know you're like my favorite podcast I love you so much just a quick thing you might have just misunderstood this piece of the book or you might have missed this thing in the historical context uh but like don't worry about that love you guys and like that's the harshest they get with us it's great Yeah, it's a very welcoming community. So good. I even like, you know, when you guys are pronouncing towns like in the Pride and Prejudice one and you're like both like disclaimer, we've had some very nice emails. We know that Derbyshire. (laughs) 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 And I think that makes it even more relatable because, you know, these are words that I'm reading to myself. I'm never going to say it out loud. So I'm glad that you are for me so I can learn properly. Like it just 
it speaks to that thing again of like reading it so in detail, like, and kind of having that experience that's so beneficial to all of us. So it's so great. I really enjoy it. Um, yeah, I just, my next question, I kind of wanted to talk about, so Austin read this for the first time. We have not actually spoken about your reaction at all, Austin. Did you enjoy it? It took me a couple of goes to get into it. Okay. I did end up liking it by the end, but I did kind okay. of do it piecemeal. So it was kind of hard to get a wider scope of it. That's fair. I, I remember to I texted. Oh, go, go. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, did you end up rooting for Darcy and Lizzie in the end? Yes. I remember, I remember texting Sophia too. It was, um, I like this character, Mr. Collins. He's fun so far. I think it was about 20 minutes later. I went back and nope, scratch that. <laughs> <laughs> like a record scratch, which is funny. <laughs> mm -hmm. I just like, I, I think too, like kind of listening to Pod and Prejudice was really fun because the way um, Austin and I were chatting a little bit about the fact that like we're comparing how relatable it is now, like, you know, just like comments on like, when are you going to get married or like, you know, the iconic quotes of like, I'm like, so and so in 20 and I have no prospects and like, well, and it's so like, <laughs> you know, it's just so like relatable and I think like all these memes too of like, you know, the six feet apart like and mm -hmm. it's just like in the pandemic it hits differently I think um which has just been so fun to really experience so you know it's just great like i i encourage everyone to read jane austen for the first time i think that's the the theme here yeah one of yeah. the fun things about the pandemic and nothing is fun about the pandemic i want to be clear about that before <laughs> I finish that sentence yeah um but one of the interesting things i would say mm -hmm. is that there has been a real uh change in courtship and dating yes um, I've noticed that my friends who have been dating since it became sort of safe enough to do so right. have been a little bit more focused on relationships than they used to be. Right. And also my friends who dated a little bit when it was a little trickier to date, they were going on Zoom dates or meeting outside in the park six feet apart. Yeah. So there was a certain getting to know the person and wanting yeah. to really make sure they were they were worth it before they came into your personal space and your bubble. Yes. And in some ways, they their their courtship is getting a little bit more Austin-y yeah. than it was before the pandemic. Yeah, I think that's why there was kind of a renaissance of Regency era stuff. Like there was all of this, there's like TV shows, there's books. Yes. Um, my grandma told me that, <laughs> Shouts to my grandma. She told me when I started this podcast, she was like, I've been listening, I've been reading nothing but uh Regency romance oh. novels um yes. since 2016 when yes. uh he who must not be named was elected. She was like, I just like I can't I can't handle anything else. I have to just read Regency romance. And um I, I think that that's what a lot of people did this year too. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think too, like you know, I think probably thinking back to when I discovered your page for the first time, there was so much going around. And, you know, this is like a time where people have really been embracing things that they've always meant to get around to. Like, I don't know how, to, how many people started sourdough starters, but I think also Jane Austen books were like flying off the shelf. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's so true. Like the whole thing about courtship, like all the letter writing that's been going on and all the stuff that's like really creeped back in like you're right it's so popular right now and i think it's probably more relatable than it has been in a while 
for certain things. So super interesting. I can also totally relate to picking up a classic for the first time during the pandemic because yeah. I picked up Lord of the Rings for the first time during the what? pandemic. Me oh. too. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah. We both read it actually, for the first time. I never actually read Lord of the Rings. Have you, Sophia? Mm, the Hobbit. Oh, yeah, Sophia doesn't, Sophia doesn't do fantasy. <laughs> I, oh, okay. I try so hard. I'm not good at it. It's not, I know. Wasn't it's that one of the one memes you've ever made in your life that Sophia doesn't do fantasy? <laughs> Pretty much. And then my one friend who is a bookseller was like, these three books that you love are fantasy. And I was like, oh, I was thinking of high fantasy. But you know, I'll get there eventually. <laughs> Listen, I uh, started fellowship of the ring in april of 2020 and i am 20 pages into return of the king right now so it's taking me quite a minute and i am a huge fantasy fan in general lord of the rings just takes a long time and i keep yeah. being like oh i i want to read this other book like i'm halfway through a different book right now about three through two different books right now <laughs> yeah. yeah lord of the rings takes a long time yeah it looks like it just based on like the volumes like it's a it's a commitment <laughs> yeah um okay my other question so we kind of touched on this a little bit but what do you think like it is about jane austen that attracts people after so long everyone's oh looking gosh, so <laughs> yeah contemplative. for me i think it's it is the fact that the situations might be in different in like a different context and a different like social status and a different way of existing like we don't do the same things that we did then like you don't necessarily have to ask for the father's permission before you go on a date or i don't know like you're also not dating for marriage right away like the situations might be different but at their heart, they're the same as we are, as we experience today. Everyone in the Jane Austen books that I've read so far has been a complete disaster. <laughs> um, yeah. They have not known how to talk about their feelings. The, the number of times that a character has said like something like, like what Edward said, he was like, I am no orator. And it's like, yeah, you're not, you're not <laughs> you're like, just, why don't you ever talk about your feelings? Like all of your problems would be solved if you just said what you meant, yeah. but everyone's too nervous. And yes. so like that, it's like, at its heart, it's the same that th that's how we go about, or at least how I go about uh, existing today is just being an anxious ball of <laughs> nerves and not knowing relatable. how to talk about my feelings. And so I think it's super relatable, this, the stuff mm -hmm. that she's talking about. I agree. I also think that Jane Austen was obviously, you know, a brilliant writer. Her capacity to satirize the upper classes yeah. is unparalleled by any i might put oscar wilde in the same category the two of them uh, yeah really at the top um but i think the other thing about jane austen that makes her so uh relatable today as well is that uh she writes the inner lives of women with such bite and wit yes and that is not something that every author can do yeah. and getting it from the mouth of a woman who lived two centuries ago yeah is is really something special about reading jane austen's work her capacity to understand just how women approach their lives and you know no one writes the 
feeling of listening to a man who's dumber than you, but <laughs> pretending that he's smarter than you, better than Jane Austen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just feel like, yes, absolutely. Like she is the cool aunt at the family function where everyone is very uptight and you just want someone to kind of usher you through and remind you that you are like, you are normal or not normal, but better than normal maybe by not kind of being constricted. She's just so good at capturing that. It's a real, it's a real feeling. I don't know, Austin, did you feel that way when you were reading? Well, like the general vibe we're getting is that Jane Austen is like today's wine aunt. <laughs> mm. yes. I can get behind that. <laughs> I feel like I'm today's wine aunt. <laughs> We often will like have this, there's this recurring trope that's happened in both books where she'll occasionally just all of a sudden speak in the first person. <laughs> and um, we call that Jane Austen on the rocking chair in the corner. I love She's just like hanging out there with her knitting and probably her glass of wine. And she just says, so I'm sure what you're wondering is where has Jenny Dashwood been all this time? <laughs> Iconic. Iconic. <laughs> It's just so good. I mean, that's how I listen to Pod and Prejudice with a glass of wine in my knitting. So it's really great. Yes. That's <laughs> so the good. ideal way to listen. That's honestly how we often record Pod and Prejudice it's too. So good. <laughs> Maybe I should give it a go with a glass of wine and give it another go with a glass of wine. I'll oh, mail yeah. you some knitting needles. You can really enjoy it. You're gonna say you're gonna mail me a glass of wine. <laughs> and some knitting needles. I'll like I'll I'll Uber Eats you something. <laughs> um okay, another question. We've already talked about 2005 and the controversy and I know that Actually, you've done before can we as somebody who's less well-versed on the adaptations you guys explain okay. me why the 2005 one is controversial oh certainly so um <laughs> there are two very famous adaptations of Pride and Prejudice that have come out in the last 30 years one was filmed in 1995 and it was a mini-series for the BBC because That's it's a Colin mini-series Firth one right Yes. Yes. Uh, because it's a mini series, it's six hours long. It's six episodes. Six perfect hours. Oh yeah. And it is nearly a four word for word adaptation of the book. So Maybe it's, I'll watch that tonight. Oh yes. <laughs> it is. It is a quintessential Austin lover's dream. It's exactly your favorite book brought to life. The 2005 one came out, and it's starring uh, Keira Knightley and Matthew McFadden. That one was uh, released in theaters and is a two and a half hour movie. Um, it's a little less. It, it's like two, yeah, it's two to two and a half hours. Yeah. And Much less in, in any case, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, because it's a feature length film and because it was made for a movie going audience and not an Austin reading audience, it takes certain creative liberties and uh, glosses over some parts of the books. Now, I think it captures a lot of the spirit of the book and I think it's a lot of fun and it's a very visually beautiful movie. It's just that there are certain Jane Austen fans that are like, no, they didn't do that right. They didn't do this right. And you know, it's valid. It's there, there's some valid critiques of the movie, but I think it depends on sort of what you want out of your Pride and Prejudice adaptation. Right, right. Yes, it's so true. In my friend group, I was saying this the other week, it always comes down to the hand flex versus the lake scene. <laughs> like it, it's always, <laughs> you really gotta like pick and choose there exactly and they're both honestly perfect scenes they, <laughs> yes. they they both capture i think the same thing um the hand flex being the moment where it becomes inevitable yeah. for darcy that he's 
in love with this woman. He's like, oh, shoot. And touch face. He just like can't handle his life. Uh, and then the lake scene being uh, Lizzie. Being like, oh no, I got a crush on this man. <laughs> you can see his like nipples through the shirt and it's just, it's too much for the Regency era woman. <laughs> that scene is perfect. Also, they both, I mean, so that scene is like actually the, the equivalent, I think, the equivalent of that scene in the 2005, which it's both when she's at, um, she's at Pemberley, but in the 2005, it's where she sees him and he's he's like swinging around Georgiana like they're playing the piano and he turns and it's like zoom in on her eyeballs and then she sprints out of the building and then he follows her and she runs to a dead end and he comes out after her and they both stand there and talk over each other for like five minutes that is the same it's like the same vibe and the same scene in the in the 1995 when she's I'm just like talking about it she's like she's like Mr. Darcy and he goes your family good help and then he says it again she goes oh, she's having good help <laughs> i can't handle it it's so uh, whew, both really good both really really good i'd be i'd be cool with just the next half hour you guys just keep reciting lines from the <laughs> oh don't tempt us it'll happen <laughs> and where are you staying <laughs> It's so good. And then as she's walking away, Mr. Gardner's like, What did he say something cross? She goes, No, he was perfectly cordial. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so much fun. Yeah. Oh, I it's so good. <laughs> so, like, settle down after that. Um okay, we have like this one game that we've prepared. It's called Mary Kill Turn About the Room. <laughs> so, we have options. Um, and you can either both answer or take turns. It's totally fine. <laughs> but Austin, do you want to do the first one? It's kind of sure. most intense. Okay. Kill Mary, kill Mary turn <laughs> about the room. Darcy, Bingley, or Daddy Bennett? All right. <laughs> oh, I know. I know my answer. What's your answer? Oh, but what? All right. Well, okay. So my, so, so, all right. I'm so sorry to Daddy Bennett because we all know I love this man but um ultimately I need someone who's a little bit more my age um as much as I would admire him from afar so I'm gonna kill daddy Bennett I'm going to um marry Bingley and I'm gonna take a turn about the room with Darcy oh I'm gonna do the exact same thing <laughs> that's good that went that went smoother than I thought I thought there was gonna be more um like trouble because I remember you saying that you pictured Colin Firth as everyone <laughs> so I was like it would be hard to distinguish uh, yes old Colin Firth as Daddy Bennett oh <laughs> I will say this is might be a hot take but I think Colin Firth's hottest movie is Kingsman so <laughs> oh yes I think Bridget Jones for me I don't know there's something about uh, that sweater <laughs> Yes, the sweater. The sweater. Yeah. Very good choice. I agree. It's so good. Uh, yeah, I'm, now I'm thinking about that like filthy for Firth hashtag, and I'm going to be thinking about that all day. Um, Do you want to elaborate on that? Because this is the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hashtag like, filthy for Firth. It's like the new Colin Firth, you know, appreciation. I see a phone being taken out. out already. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's not just, yeah, I've seen it before. You can quote me, but it's it's very... Did you did you start this hashtag? I didn't. I, someone <laughs> sent me something about it, so sure, I hope it's sure. Not. <laughs> <laughs> We're 
gonna get yeah. I'm worried for what our results are gonna a little the bit yeah. results are gonna show up oh <laughs> videos <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it's like, a I dangerous place. I'm, I'm doing it as a hash, hashtag lookup. <laughs> Should we recommend all our listeners look up Filthy for Firth as they're listening along? Let's do it. Listeners, it. Uh, please post to hashtag Filthy for Firth. <laughs> There's traps. It's going to be trending uh, now. <laughs> okay. Uh, another Mary Kill turn about the room. So Wickham, Collins, and Caroline. <laughs> all right. Oh, I, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go first. For yeah, this you go one. first. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I, I'm gonna kill Wickham just because. Okay. No, no to Wickham. <laughs> um, I'm gonna marry Caroline because uh, she has a lot of money and True. she will uh, be a lot of fun to be petty with if I'm feeling in a petty mood. <laughs> and her house will be big enough that if I want to avoid her, she'll be far away. I will turn Collins about the room because he doesn't deserve to die. And it'll be it'll be an arduous and an embarrassing process for the two of us, but he will be turned about the room and profusely apologize to me afterwards. Wow. <laughs> uh all right. Um, so all right. <laughs> so I'm gonna kill Collins. Okay. I know that it's true that he might not. Well, actually, okay, so Book Collins maybe does deserve to die. I really don't. He's rude. <laughs> Yeah, he's rude. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna kill him. I am also going to marry Caroline for the same reasons, and All also right. because she's pretty hot. And I'm I'm gonna take a turn about the room with Wickham. I I'm in my mind turn about the room is an innuendo. Um, <laughs> yeah. And Wickham is hot. Wickham is hot. He's a hot man. <laughs> turn about the room. That's like one of the. I don't know if you noticed this when you were reading it, Austin, but one of the recurring things they say about Wickham, they're like, yeah, he's not a great person, but man, is he hot. Yeah. <laughs> His one quality that we all focus on. He's got on. those the killer abs. Yep. Washboard abs. Just a abs direct quote taken from the book, I remember. Yeah, I yep. think Jane Austen said that. We, we can do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and there's a last one. Um, Hardest so- one. I mean, honestly, yeah, I couldn't pick from this, I think. So Mary Kill turn about the room, Jane, Lizzie, and Charlotte. Oh no. <laughs> like, oh boy. All right. It's hard. It's really, really hard. This, Wait, this... say them again. It was okay. Jane, Jane, Lizzie, and Charlotte. Yeah. Jane. Jane, Lizzie, and Charlotte. All right. I think I have my answer. I think I have my answer too. Oh gosh, we both looked at each other so guilty. (laughs) Because I think we we both are killing the same person, I'm going to guess. Yeah, I think we are. Um, I'm going to marry uh, Charlotte. Okay. Um, Oh, because (laughs) I think that she is uh, stable. And um, I've been learning all about attachment styles from my friend who's very into attachment styles. I have an anxious attachment style. Me too. <laughs> I think Jane also has an anxious attachment style, so that's not going to mesh well. Um, Lizzie has an avoidant attachment style, I think, and Charlotte is secure, and I need a secure person, so I'm going to marry Charlotte. I am going to kill Jane, uh, and I'm going to turn about the room with uh, Elizabeth Bennet. Yeah, I figured you'd turn about the room with Elizabeth Bennet. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my answer is actually totally different than yours. Wow! So um, I'm going to marry Lizzie because I want that woody repartee for the rest of my life. Like, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna take a turn about the room with Jane because first of all, Jane is hot. Second of all, True. you know, she's, she's very giving. 
um, and very generous. That's true. And Jane. So therefore, I feel like she would turn about the room with my needs in mind, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and Jane. I would very, very guiltily kill Charlotte, who does not deserve to die, whom I adore. I just uh, <laughs> it's not enough. <laughs> I just can't kill a Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. It, that was so hard. Thank you for participating in that. I know it was challenging. <laughs> okay. And then to end off, we do have a speed round of questions that are equally as hard at points. <laughs> the pressure is here. Austin, do you want to start us off? Sure. Okay. First one is most underrated Bennett sister. Ooh. Ooh. Underrated kitty. Mary. Nice. Okay. Um, Ooh, worst guy in Pride and Prejudice. Wickham. Wickham. <laughs> it's a predator. <laughs> but he's hot. He is a hot. He's a hot. Not predator. a trade-off. <laughs> Not a trade-off. <laughs> uh, best sister. Oh, best like our favorite or best like best as a sister. Ooh, both. That's a that's a good point. Mm, best as a person, Jane. Favorite, Lizzie. Probably, yeah. Okay. Best romantic interest? Ooh, Bingley. Darcy. Oh, I love the Bingley. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. okay um, a book you'd recommend to people to start with for Jane Austen? Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, I'll have to go with whatever her answer is because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it, I think, I think it's uh, one of her funniest and I think it's probably her most accessible. Nice. Good point. Um, most annoying character? Um, 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 Collins. Mm-hmm. Collins. Mm-hmm. A character you like to meme the most? Like to meme or meme? Meme. Oh, meme. <laughs> meme. meme. <laughs> I gotta say, Mrs. Bennett. Um, I, oh, that's really hard for me. Um, I think that my, my favorite, mm, <laughs> yeah, probably Mrs. Bennett or Catherine DeBerg. I feel like she's got some good ones too. One of our first uh like memes that got more widely spread was a uh, was Mr. Collins. It was um Gretchen from Mean Girls saying, I, I don't think that my father, the inventor of Troaster Shirt, will be too pleased to hear about this, but it was I don't <laughs> think my patroness, the esteemed lady Catherine DeBerg, would be too pleased to hear about this. And so I feel like she has a special place in my heart. So good. Okay, who would win in a fight? Lady Catherine DeBerg or Mrs. Bennett? Oh my God, <laughs> Lady Catherine Deberg. Oh, I was gonna say Mrs. Bennett oh, because she would wait. just be like <laughs> swinging. Yeah, but Lady Catherine Deberg is gonna go for the absolute jugular. That's true. That's true. It also depends if we're doing a fight with words or like a physical battle. Yeah, because Mrs. Bennett is younger and therefore more sprightly. More sprightly, but Lady true. Catherine Deberg will hurt you so hard <laughs> with your, her words. Her words. <laughs> She'll emotionally maim you. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. The last one, Austin, do you want to, or it's, I think the toughest one in my opinion, maybe. Mr. or Mrs. Bennett? Yeah. Mr. or Mrs. Bennett? Yeah. Yes. I'm a, I'm a daddy Bennett girl. <laughs> I'm also going to say Mr. Bennett, his relationship with Lizzie is super special. Yeah, it is. Oh, well, that's all the hard questions. Thank you. That was so good. Those were fun. It was very fun. 
Um, thank you so much again for coming on. We want everyone to listen to your podcast, of course. Where can they find you? We are available wherever you listen to podcasts or at podandprejudice.com. You can listen there. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Pod and Prejudice. That's you where we do our memes. Also send us an email at podandprejudice at gmail.com. Amazing. That's so great. Thank you so much. I'm going to be fangirling about this for the rest of the month. So thank you again for coming on. Yeah, so thank you guys. Happy. Oh yeah, my gosh, for having us. We had a blast. Thanks thank so much. You. This is great.